Moisten the Wilderness Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful biblically based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will discuss the subject Who is Babylon? We will be studying what the Bible teaches. More about our subject after we've heard some music. Children leave their Sabbath 
Who is Babylon? We will discuss this subject tonight with answers from the Bible. We will also give historical evidence to prove the Bible's accuracy. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Tonight we will be discussing these questions together. What is the key to unlock the scriptures? Who is the book of Revelation based upon? Who does the Babylon in the book of Revelation represent? What proof do we have that Babylon in the book of Revelation is symbolic of the unfaithful Christian church? Before we discuss this subject this evening, let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, streaming live on the internet from London. We pray, Lord, that as we open your word, we ask your Holy Spirit to be with us and to teach us your words of truth is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. What is the key to unlock the scriptures? The Bible reads in the book of John chapter 5 and verse 39, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life and they are they which testify of me. This is Jesus speaking, listeners. And he tells us that the Bible teaches us that the scriptures testify of him. Jesus, he is the central theme of the scriptures. Now, who is the book of Revelation based upon? The Bible reads in the book of Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. The Bible reads in the book of Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. The book of Revelation reveals Jesus Christ. He has written it to show his servants the things which must shortly come to pass. Through this book, he lets his servants know about the events that are to happen upon this earth. The book of Revelation, listeners, reveals Jesus as the eternal and almighty God. Now, who does the Babylon in the book of Revelation represent? The Bible reads in the book of Revelation chapter 14 and verse 8. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The Babylon here symbolized is called she by Jesus. Babylon is a woman. 
But what type of woman? The Bible reads in the book of Revelation, chapter 17 and verse 5, And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Here we see that Babylon is a mother. She is a mother not of good children, but of harlots, prostitutes. Her children are impure. From Babylon comes the abominations of the earth. The Bible reads in the book of Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 2, I have likened the daughter of Zion to a comely and delicate woman. Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of the Scriptures, represents his people, Israel, the daughter of Zion, as a comely and delicate woman when they are faithful to him. The Bible reads in the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, and verses 8 and 21, And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. How is the faithful city become a harlot? It was full of judgment, righteousness lodged in it, but now murderers. See, listeners, Christ represents its people, the daughter of Zion, as an harlot, an impure woman, when they are unfaithful to him, when righteousness no longer is in their hearts, but now hatred, murder. This symbolism has been carried from the Old Testament to the New Testament, so that we can clearly understand what Jesus is showing us and how we are to understand his message. The symbol of a mother called Babylon in the book of Revelation is used to represent a Christian church that has become unfaithful to God and that has bred religious bodies which are rebellious against God and impure. Remember, the second angel's message comes after 1844 and remember that we've studied in previous radio shows that Babylon is symbolic of the system of Antichrist. Now, the Bible reads in the book of Genesis chapter 11 and verse 9, Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad from the face of all the earth. The word Babel means Babylon, which means confusion. This was the reason why Jesus has symbolized his people, the church, as Babylon. The Christian church has, as a religious body, become unfaithful to Christ, scattered into various denominations and confused. These denominations are called harlots, as rather than serving Christ, its true husband and their true husband, Christian churches have given themselves over to serve Satan and demons. They have sold themselves to satanic powers in order to gain riches for themselves. Who has led them to do this? Satan has, through the Roman Catholic system of politics and religion. What proof do we have that Babylon in the book of Revelation is is symbolic of the unfaithful Christian church? Over the following two weeks, we will share with you, listeners, the practical proof to show how religious bodies that profess to be Christian have become corrupt, 
since the giving of the first angel's message in 1844. We will document how the following political, economic and religious systems have been put into place by the unfaithful Christian churches since 1844, just as God has predicted through his word. The first political system that we will look at is communism. We need to study its history. The Communist Manifesto was written by a man called Adam Weishaupt. Adam Weishaupt was a Jesuit priest. The Jesuits are a religious order of the Roman Catholic Church. The following quotes are from a book called the Illuminati 666. Adam Weishaupt was born a Jew, converted to Catholicism, then turned to witchcraft, where he became an expert and founded another sect of the Illuminati. This sect was founded on May 1, 1776. Like Freemasonry, the Illuminati is a Luciferian movement to preserve and promote the ancient black arts of Babylonian and Druid witchcraft. The plan of Weishaupt's world revolution that he hoped to produce was the abolition of all ordered governments, the abolition of private property, the abolition of all inheritance, the abolition of patriotism, the abolition of all religion, the abolition of the family, and creation of world government. To spread his order and give the Illuminati higher influence in the world, and because Freemasonry is akin to Illuminism, Weishaupt connected with the Masonic Institution. He was initiated in 1777 into Freemasonry in a lodge at Munich. So you see that Adam Weishaupt created an Illuminati group which then had infiltrated Freemasonry, which then now, as we carry on, it continues. Since Freemasonry enjoyed prestige and honour, Adam Weishaupt and Baron von Nigg Baron von Nigg, being a master of the secret societies of his day, they planned a world takeover by using the fraternal order of Freemasonry. Their plan was to penetrate into the high levels of the order, then take control in directing the affairs of the nations into an eventual one-world government. As we look at the history of communism and how it started, we read... The ideas Lenin developed were directly from the Karl Marx Communist Manifesto, and the ideas founded in the Communist Manifesto were directly from the writings of, Dodder, of Dr. Excuse me, Adam Weishaupt. We read again from the book, The Illuminati 666, Weishaupt's disciples infiltrated into the high levels of the governments in Germany, France, England, Belgium, Holland, Denmark, Sweden, Poland, Hungary, and Italy. This was taken from the Illuminati 666, pages 173, 177, 178, 186, 193. The book written by William Josiah Sutton. Satan's whole purpose in inventing the Communist Manifesto through his agents was to influence the governments of the world to teach them satanic principles and to influence them to reject the truth of God. This is exactly what God has shown us in his word. We read in the book of Revelation chapter 17 and verse 3, 
So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Here the Lord pictures mystery, Babylon, the mother of harlots, sitting upon the scarlet-colored beast. The color scarlet is red. This woman, the mother of harlots, as we have studied, is symbolic of the Roman Catholic Church, a religious system that is antichrist and unfaithful to God. But what does the red beast that she sits upon symbolize? We read in the book of Daniel, chapter 7 and verse 23, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. The Bible teaches us that a beast is a kingdom. It is a political power that is ruled by a king or ruler. And so we see that the Lord has foretold that the Roman Catholic Church would control the state, and note a red state or political kingdom. Note that the color red is used to symbolize communism in the world. But the scriptures make it plain and simple what the color red really symbolizes in principle. We read in the book of Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, They shall be as well. The beast that the woman is riding upon is scarlet scarlet coloured because the sad fact of the matter is that the Roman Catholic Church and all the religious bodies that she has bred, they direct state powers to do evil. Communism, as we have just studied, is one of the evil powers that the Roman Catholic Church has bred. What many people do not realize is that the Roman Catholic Church first tried out its system of communism in Paraguay in South America between 1609 and 1767. They sought to perfect it with the Guarani Indians before they were ready to implement socialism to the rest of the wider world. You can read more about this, for example, from a paper called On the Economics of the Socialist Theocracy, of the Jesuits in Paraguay, 1609 to 1767, by Walter Nunnman. We will now let the late Elder James Arabito speak more about this subject. This message was recorded from a series of live presentations that he gave in Australia called Babylon is Fallen. This is Bavaria, the capital, the ancient capital of Germany for many, many years. In this area of the world, there was a prestigious institution of learning controlled by the Jesuits called Ingolstadt University. Prestigious Jesuits were graduated from this university to go out and to deceive the world. Among the um, publications that we found there in the museum was a picture of a man by the name of Adam Weishaupt. He was a German Jew by blood, but he was also a Jesuit and he was a dabbler in the occult arts. He was a genius and at an early age he became a 
doctorate of canon law. He wrote the, and published in 1776 the Illuminati, the writings for a basis for a communist world. Proofs of this are given in a book called Proofs of Conspiracy by Robeson, 1798. It was sent out in hopes by this man who had been drawn into the organization in hopes of warning the world against the dangers of this worldwide revolution. He says in that book that Weishaupt had long been scheming the establishment of association or order which in time should govern the whole world. In his first fervor and high expectation he hinted to several ex-Jesuits the probability of their recovering under a new name the influence which they formerly possessed. And remember they had been in 1773. The influence which they formerly possessed and of being again of great service to society by directing the education of youth of distinction now emancipated from all civil and religious prejudices. So Weishaupt approached Jesuits and Jesuits, though they had been secularized, they laid the foundation for another great society and I believe this is a branch of the Jesuit order. I still feel today that they have a strong connection in the Illuminati. They taught that Jesus of Nazareth was the grand master of their order, that he appeared at the time when the world was in utmost disorder and among a people who for ages had grown under the yoke of bondage. He taught them the lessons of reason. To be more effective, he took in the aid of religion, of opinions which were current. And in a very clever manner, he combined his secret doctrines with the popular religion and with the customs which lay to his hand. He concealed the precious meaning and consequences of his doctrines, but fully disclosed them to the chosen few. In other words, Jesus is the master of the secret societies. And uh, he taught that the world would be brought into a state of liberty and moral equality. They taught a natural goodness in every man. Once men are freed from the obstacles which subordinate rank and riches, and they add to that all churches and all governments must be taken out of the way that these things continually thrown in our way, our secret association, they say, will work in a way that nothing can withstand and man shall soon be free. And of course, since it was patterned after the Jesuit order, it was a system that would never be destroyed because it was even more secret than the secret workings of the Jesuit order. And Adam Weishaupt designed this symbol, Annuit Coeptus Novus Order Seclorum, our noble enterprise, a new world order. And uh, you'll see that today the concept of the Illuminati is joked about, but you'll find fantasy games about the Illuminati, books on the Illuminati, as people have grown to accept the concept in the new age that we're in today. Adam Weishaupt adopted that symbol that now resides on your dollar bill from a picture of the pagan Catholic god that resided on the altarpieces in Ingolstadt and Bavaria. The significance of this design is as follows. The pyramid represents a conspiracy for the destruction of the universal church, Catholic church, and establishment of a one world or UN dictatorship. You see, this new order will even remove the Roman church. It's an occult order now. Who is Babylon? Now we will look at another political ideology, fascism. The Lord has shown us in the book of Revelation that out of Roman Catholicism would come daughters, religious and political bodies who would be abominations upon the earth, evil. Let us now read from a book called Behind the Dictators. This book was first published in 1942 by Leo Lehman, who was an ex-Roman Catholic cardinal. In chapter 6, called Corporatism and the Catholic State, on page 31, we read the following. 
Americans considered it incredible that the Catholic Church could be officially in favor of the fascist cooperative state, much less that it could have been in any way responsible for the origin and spread of corporatism. They refused to believe that the vaunted encyclical Quadragesimo Anno of Pope Pius XI was an endorsement was an endorsement, sorry, of the Nazi fascist objective to discredit and destroy the liberal democratic state and to set up in its stead authoritarian hierarchical regimes. Yes, yet, this, this encyclical embodied the whole rise of fascism, namely the total reconstruction of the then existing social order of Catholic fascist lines. The real title of this encyclical is on the reconstruction of the social order. And its plan is actually the ecclesiastical counterpart of the fascist onslaught against liberalism and democracy. Listeners, the sad fact of the matter is that fascism originates from a papal bull written by Pope Pius XI called the Reconstruction of the Social Order. History testifies that it was, and still is, set up and led by the Roman Catholic Church. We will let the late Pastor Reginald Wright explain more about this. The following is from a sermon called Global Feudalism and the Destruction of the Nation State. The Protestant Reformation gave a work ethic. People went out and done a hard day's graft, and they built up the country, best navy, best industrial plant, best manufacturing. But we're seeing in England, Australia, New Zealand, America, the destruction of these things and really what you're really looking at my brothers and sisters is the destruction of the word of God and we're moving to that society now turn with me to the book of James I'm not going to be too long here turn with me to the book of James chapter 5 we're going to see how this all came about James chapter 5 and for those who are looking for the book of James, you find it so close to the book of Hebrews. Amen. Look at James chapter 5, and I'm going to read verses 1 to 4. The Bible says, Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl. For your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were with fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. Behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields which is of you kept back by fraud. Cryeth and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. Now that's not the Lord of the Sabbath, that's the Lord of the Sabbath, the Lord of battle. So what we're seeing now is also the rise of what we call the super industrialist. Big multinational corporations. You know, and I, I started to take a look at this thing called corporatism. And where did it really come from? And I was so surprised when I took a real good look at the concept of corporatism 
that I realised that it came out of an encyclical letter of Pope Pius XI in 1931. And that encyclical letter was called Grasimo Anno, Reconstructing the Working Order. Now, Dr. Lehman, he was like a Roman Catholic cardinal. He worked in the Vatican. He wrote the book called Behind the Dictators, and he'd done a chapter in his book when he's looking at the dictators that brought about the Second World War. And in his book on corporatism, in his chapter on corporatism, he said, listen, corporatism is fascism, and fascism comes from Catholicism. And I said, that's quite tricky, but when I started to look back at my history, I realised when you look at the dictators like Hitler, Franco, Mussolini, it was through the Catholic, Roman Catholic concordats that they had that put these men into power. And then when I started to take a look at the European Union, the European Union is based on corporatism. And then when I looked at the European Union, when you look at the architects of the European Union, it's the same Roman Catholic social teachers. Gaspare, Spake, Schumann, all of these men come from the Jesuit school of Roman Catholic social teaching. So the whole European project, which is bringing about a corporate European state, is actually based upon the principles of the papacy. So don't think that nothing's new. So when, when they're projecting this corporatism all around the world, it's actually Catholicism what they're projecting around the world. And remember, corporatism is fascism. And how does it work? What you find in these um, corporate groups is that what they do is they create all of these regulationary bodies. So say you have a little private middle-class business, they regulate you out of business. They've got so much regulations that only the corporations could keep up with them. That's why you're seeing the closing down of all the corner shops. Because the corner shops can't keep up with these people. They hike the prices down. I was going to a corner shop for a loaf of bread. I was in a hurry, went to the corner shop for a loaf of bread. When I got into the shop, the bread was, was about two pound. Went to the Tesco's Metro around the corner, the bread's about one pound. Do you understand? So they, 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 could, they could slash the price by half. And what that does is that the, the man with the little middle-class private businessman, he can't keep up in an environment like that. So he goes under. And then you have the big corporations. And you know what, my brothers and sisters? It's through the big corporations that we're not going to be able to buy or sell. Do you understand? We're seeing the movements now take place in shape. It's frightening. So listeners, the starting in fact is that the churches that claim to be Christian but who have formed an alliance with the devil they are the ones who are responsible for all the evils in this world. They are the ones oppressing the people through state government. We read about Babylon in the book of Revelation chapter 18 and verse 24 and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that was slain upon the earth. The Bible makes it clear that the sins of the world lie at the door of the professed Christian church. 
listeners, can we now see the responsibility that we have if we claim to be Christians? Can we now see the responsibility that we have to be faithful to God? Can we now see the responsibility that we have to let the world see a true representation of Jesus? We have a responsibility to let God's true love reign in our hearts. Woe be to us if we do not. We'll have some break for some music and we'll round off with some closing thoughts. Searching for a love he feels he will never find One foot in one eye, walking off in line He's at a crossroads in his life, trying to make up his mind So he left all he knew, looking for a love he never found Lost and confused, trying to get on some Let your door open up your heart and let the Father in. He's calling out to you just so you can be cleansed from your sins. He's knocking at your door, open up your heart and let the Father in. I'm trying to tell you, you can try, you can fight, but the pain will never end. Just let him in. You see, this man had everything. Cars, houses, money in the bank, but he still wanted more. See, none of those things could ever fill the void he had inside. To return to the love he once had known, he had to decide. So he left all he knew, looking for the love he now had found. Lost and confused, trying to get on solid ground. Be cleansed from your sins. He's knocking at your door. Open up your heart and let the Father in. Trying to tell you, you can try, you can fight, but the pain will never end. He's knocking at your door. Open up your heart and let the Father in. He's calling out to you just so you can be cleansed from your sins. He's knocking at your door. Open up your heart and let the Father in Trying to tell you, you can try, you can fight But the pain will never end Just let him in Just let him in Voice in the wilderness Caring for Who is Babylon? Listeners, we have shown you through scriptures, through the words of Christ, through the book of Revelation, and we have shown you that history testifies 
that Babylon symbolizes those religious bodies that profess to be Christian but have become corrupt since the giving of the first angel's message in 1844. Those religious bodies that profess to be Christian, headed by the Roman Catholic Church, that have sadly have infiltrated the state to do evil. So listeners, I know for many this will be a start in message, one that may be unbelievable, but this is not conspiracy theory, this is conspiracy fact. On previous radio shows, we've shown you from the scripture that there has been a global conspiracy against Christ and against his people that conspires to overthrow the law of God and in its place set up satanic principles. But the good news is that God will only allow this evil system to flourish for only a little while longer. And then he will come again a second time and bring this evil system and all the evils on this earth to an end. It's for us to decide who do we want to serve. Jesus or Satan? May it be the Lord Jesus Christ, the creator of heaven of earth, heaven and earth, the God of love is my prayer. Let us pray as we close this radio show this evening. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word and for your truth. The Bible truly is eternal truth, Lord. You've shown us this message and you've given us this message that needs to be given to the world to help every individual on this earth understand the reason why this earth is in the state that it's in. You're not to blame, Lord. It's human beings who have given themselves over to that devil who rebelled against you and is seeking to bring people down with him. I pray for each and every person listening tonight, Lord, that they would listen to your word, that they would study these things out for themselves and see the truth of this matter. And that, Lord, that there would be repentance and reformation in each of our lives because you're giving all of us a chance who still have life to be saved. Once again, I pray for all our listeners, those who may be sick, those who may have marital problems, who may have financial problems, who may be lonely, who may be confused, that they would turn and that we would turn our hearts to you for comfort and strength and power in this time of confusion. And so, Lord, I thank you for your word because through it, there's clarity and purpose and this peace. And may the peace of Christ dwell in our hearts is my prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like any more information, please send an email to inquiries at wordlesspublications.org. You can send a text message to 07944 if you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address and we will send you a free bookmark called the Second Angel's Message. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 51, you will find the subject, the Second Angel's Message. 
This chapter will give you more information about today's topic. You can also buy from our ministry the books that we've quoted from this evening, The Illuminati 666 and Behind the Dictators by Leo Lehman. Go to www.wildernesspublications.org and wherever you are in the world, you can order these books from us. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in dash z dash wilderness dot podcast page dot io forward slash. On next week's show, we will continue to discuss the subject, Who is Babylon? Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages. Live down the this congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.